Welcome to Rebuilding. This podcast is designed to help the church rebuild its walls one person at a time. For more information, check us out at www.piercepoint.org. My name is Sean Dick. I'm the worship director here with Pierce Point Community Church. I'm in training for uh, deaconship and to become a pastor. Uh, this is just one of those steps this morning that I must take. I think the next step is, uh, I don't know, an obstacle course, meetings yes. and bludgeonings. And my wife standing at the end with tweezers to pluck my beard. I think that's... Yes. So... Uh... <laughs> for the past month, we've been diving into this letter from Paul and the Colossians. Uh, the reason for this letter is that the Colossians need to resist man's philosophy and stick to God's philosophy, better known as the gospel. Um, the gospel of Jesus is the force that causes changes in our lives. In our recent study, for those who have possibly just joined us, we have been learning about the the importance of sticking to the truth in the gospel, not leaning on our own understanding. And uh, two weeks ago, our focus was on prayer. We learned that Paul opens with the prayer for wisdom and then teaches biblical wisdom. Last week, we focused on worship. I didn't get to preach on worship. I don't get what's going on there. But... And then he picks on my favorite song. It's just crazy. So, so last week, Paul goes into the man, a manner of singing and worshiping God over the people of Colossae and Laodicea and showing us truly how powerful gospel, the gospel is in worship. I can think of lots of melodies that I could sing right now, and you guys would be stuck singing them all day. Um, imagine how powerful that is when that melody is laced or, or absolutely steeped in the gospel. Um, this morning, our focus will be on the struggle, uh, the struggle bus. It's kind of where I live. Um, struggle was weird this morning. I had a toothache last night. Gave me a migraine. I think I got two hours of sleep. Amanda kept punching me for snoring. The struggle was real. But our, our focus is a different kind of struggle this morning. Um, so turn in your Bibles, your tablets, your scrolls. <laughs> we'll move through the end of chapter 1 of Colossians this morning, all the way into chapter 2. Um, so keep a marker at chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse 24. And what I'd like to do this morning is everyone stand while we read the Word of God. That way we're all awake and I'm not the only one standing this morning. <clears throat> so Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I do my share on behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Of this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit, so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God. Verse 26. That is, the mystery which was hidden, which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but now has been manifested to his saints. To whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, 
so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. Chapter 2, verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on, behalf, on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument, for even though I am absent in body, nevertheless, I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and stability of your faith in Christ. God is good, amen? amen. Please be seated. So the Colossians have been led astray with what we now call the heresy of Colossae. If we'll jump ahead just a little bit to verse 18 of chapter 2, you'll see what that is. Verse 18 says, Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self-abasement and the worship of the angels, taking his stand on visions he has seen, inflated without cause of his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom the entire body, being supplied and held together by the joints and ligaments, grows... With the growth which is from God. By examining this passage, self-abasement and the worship of angels was leading people away from Jesus and into heresy. Uh, Paul is reminding the Colossians that, and he's also reminding us that clinging to the gospel is the most important thing for us. Clinging to Jesus, the head from which all things are made. So go back to verse 24 of chapter 1. And we'll jump into this week's struggle. <clears throat> now I rejoicing in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh, I do share on behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Now, if you're like me, you read this and you, you kind of might have struggled with this verse. I had to read it a few times and I'm thinking, you know, why is Christ lacking in anything with, to, with regard to suffering? Um, Jesus was beaten, he was scourged, like I said, his beard was plucked out, that's terrifying. And to think that he was lacking in suffering is whackerdoodle. <laughs> I got to use it. <laughs> so it, it just takes careful reading and, and to navigate what Paul is trying to say. Throughout Colossians, he's very direct in his speech. It's something that, that keeps coming out. He'll say a sentence and then put a exclamation point on the end of that sentence of just, this is what I'm saying. He's not leaving it open to interpretation for us. So throughout, yeah, so letting us know that his body, Jesus' body, is the church in this sentence, and if we fix that, we can read the scripture again and say, in my flesh, I do share on my behalf of the church in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. I kind of get a different understanding when I read it that way, but it's still a little fuzzy. So I started to think about what Scripture says about suffering. You jump over to 1 Peter 2.21. For you have been called for this purpose since Christ also suffered for you, leaving an example for you to follow in his steps. Suffer. 1 Peter 4.12 and 13. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, suffering which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange things were happening to you. 
But the degree that which you were suffering of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exultation. What about Matthew 10, 22? You will be hated by all because of my name, but it is the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. Paul knew he was going to suffer for Jesus. He knew that was, that was going to be his life. He also knew that there was a level of suffering that he had to get to to finish his walk with Christ. So back to Colossians 1.24, I do my share in filling up my part of the afflictions that Christ promised. Jesus isn't lacking, only Paul's lacking in what he is going to obtain. Can you imagine that? I, I, I read that and gain that understanding and think, what a big baby I can be. I mean, my cell phone loses service and I throw a fit and I'm on the phone with tech support. Like, that's, that's not the level of suffering that we're talking about here. Let's get back on track. So where was I? Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh. I do my share on behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up, with, filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Of this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God. Paul says this is what I was made to do. This is my purpose. I remember looking for purpose before I was saved and I would just kind of meander around and not understand what it is I'm doing in this world and making money and having stuff just wasn't enough. This purpose, this purpose is filling, it's, it's completion, it's, it's worth going after. Amen. <clears throat> so... Sharing the gospel is a very good purpose. Chapter 2 gets us set up from these verses. Chapter 2, 1 says, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf, and for those who are at Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face. Remember, Paul is teaching against the heresy of Colossae, and that Jesus is the only way to combat this issue, his gospel. Verse 26, That is, the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but has now been manifested to his saints. What is that mystery? We know it's Jesus. The people from Paul's time, the people of that age, they were confused on what God was going to do to bring a Messiah. They, they thought maybe there was going to be a king or, or something, and it was, it was going to fit their agenda. We still do that today. We still try to make God fit our agendas. So the mystery that keeps coming up is revealed in the gospel, and we need to remember, keep from to keep from mythicizing the word of God. And this brings us full swing back into men's philosophy. So, but has now been manifested to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is the mystery of the glory? Basically, we know that God willed Jesus to bring the hope of salvation to everyone. And we are the Gentiles. That's us. Verse 27. To whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, the mystery is no longer unknown, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This was a really powerful point from last week in our sermon. There's only one Jesus. 
There's only one way. There's only one preeminent one. There's only one firstborn of all firstborn. We know that the only way to salvation is Jesus. He is the hope of all glory. Why would Paul put that in there if it wasn't really important for us to pay attention to? Romans teaches us that we, we all fall short of the glory of God, right? So anyone ever hear the phrase, we don't travel from failure to failure with God, we travel from glory to glory? That's where this idea comes from. We were, we were made in the image of God. We were made in glory. With sin, we fell from glory. And through Jesus, we have that hope of returning to glory. So the, that travel of glory to glory is completed through Jesus. Verse 28, we proclaim him admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Say that with me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Why do we want to be complete in Christ? What makes this so noteworthy? In other translations, the word complete, which by definition is to make whole or perfect, the word com complete is translated as mature. And Paul is trying to present these people as mature Christians or teach them and bring them to maturity in Christ. A while back, I was, I was at my desk. This is at my previous job. and I'm sitting in the maintenance shop, and this guy, Jim Baker, comes in, and we start to just have a conversation, you know, it's, it's a union shop. It's what we do. It's part of our day. And we start to kind of aggressively talk about the Bible. I see some head nods. Yeah, we, I, I know. I know. <clears throat> okay, we were arguing. <laughs> so, so Jim, finally, he stands up. He says, do you know what's wrong with your Bible and with your God and what makes you an idiot? He says, the scripture that says, to thine own self be true. Well, I'm going to be true to myself, so have a nice day. And he storms out of my, my shop. And I sit there for a minute, and I'm like, wait a second. First off, you called me an idiot, and then you quoted scripture from Shakespeare. So that argument went well. I still pray for Jim. I really, really hope that Jim sees the truth and, and comes to Jesus, and I miss working with Jim. He was, he was great to have a conversation with, but that's, that's why we need maturity in Christ. That's why we need to know his word. That's why we need to understand what the Bible is saying. We can't recognize things that don't look like Jesus if we don't know what Jesus looks like. So, I mean, I, I got into to teaching because of stuff like that, just you know, cleanliness is next to godliness and just, just crazy sayings that just they sound pretty, but never, anyways, I'll get back. <laughs> Verse 29. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his, to his power, which mightily works within me, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea and for all those who have not personally seen my face. This man is passionately heartbroken for the people of God. 
he, he wants you to understand that getting it right is the most important thing. To the point that he, he will lay down his own life. A.M. Whitaker said this, The great concern of all lost creatures is above, above all things to find salvation. This is the one thing needful. This should be the great inquiry. And in the neglect of this, all, all our other endeavors are no better than laborious trifles. Salvation is the most important thing on this planet, even for the animals. They want to find shelter. They want to find somewhere to be safe. And for those that are lost, salvation is the most important thing. Paul is desperately heartbroken for people to understand that. He's convinced that our salvation is worth laying down his own life. He's attained it, and now he wants to share it. That's the model that Jesus set before us, to go to the cross and die. Back to verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf, and for all those that are at Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom all, are hidden all things, all treasure of wisdom and knowledge. Remember that this, this letter is to Christians, not unbelievers. This letter is to us. Everyone in one way or another has struggled with self-worth. I'm not standing up here sweating because it's hot. It's because I'm nervous, right? It's... <laughs> We all struggle with this thing called self-worth. Um, and if you need encouragement, you can find it in a brother like, like Paul. You can find it in a brother like Barney. Barney's great at encouragement. But Paul wants us to gain this knowledge and have that maturity to find it in Christ. There's all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. You will find encouragement. You will find peace and rest in Jesus. Jesus said, come to me, all who are heavy laden weary and I will give you rest verse 4 I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument for even though I am absent in body nevertheless I am with you in spirit rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ he says even though I can't get to you even though we can't be face to face I rejoice to see God work mightily in you. How many of us need to get a hold of somebody? If something happens, and we've got we've to reach out. We've got to talk to somebody. Paul is saying, look, I'm, I'm praying for you, and I'm with you in this. That helps me in my tough times when somebody will reach out to me and say, hey, I, I see you've been struggling. I love you. I'm praying for you. What can I do to help you? I, there aren't a lot of people that are willing to just kind of walk out your storm with you and when you have someone like that, you have a true brother, and that's, that's, that's a rare gift. It's most encouraging when I see it happening within our body. All of us have our trials, but I see people hugging and praying and weeping with one another here Sunday after Sunday. And something that we do in our, our leaders group is we answer the question, what did you, God see, do, what did you see God do this week? And it's, it's very powerful to to really sit down and think about the things God has done every day. It's not just on Sunday that we're talking about. It's through the whole week. It's a couple weeks back if we remember it. It's, it's, it's very powerful. 
I have seen God mend a lot of broken hearts in this building. I've seen him bring people together in a way that's loving and safe. I've seen this very room filled with love and prayer and encouragement. Make no mistake, that's God doing that in our church. Paul is a man who's desperate to make sure that we see the truth and not man's philosophy. I asked the question in the beginning of the study of, of working on this sermon, you know, why is it so important to struggle? Why is it so important to, to, to be heavy burdened with this stuff? And the answer is simple. It's not a game. It's not a game. You have a promise of salvation in Jesus. If you are led astray by other doctrine or don't get the gospel, you also have a promise. The wages of sin is death. That's why Paul, that's why your church leaders, that's why people will labor in the spirit of God to make sure that you get this gospel. To make sure that the gospel is preached properly and you are reading your Bible and learning about God. But just, just don't get that sideways. That's not on our power. That's not on my power. It's not... I'm just a big dummy. The Spirit of God will reveal things if you will allow Him to reveal things through you. Amen. <laughs> I could be to thine own self be true, and if I was true to myself, I'd probably punch a lot of people in the face. Amen. So, you know, my heart's just as wicked as the next man. Paul wants us to know that the Word of God is the only thing that carries the power of salvation. Not me, not you. It's the word of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Man-made man philosophy comes with baggage and circumstances and nothing but death at the end of the road. So take hope and peace and holding to the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Take comfort in knowing that Paul took the time to minister and care for others. That is the struggle that we need to be real in. That is the real struggle. So this morning, that brings us to conclusion for, for my piece of Colossians. And I just wanted to, to go piece by piece through the scripture and really look at how Paul speaks to the Christians and helps us understand that rightly dividing the word of God is where we need to live every day. It's not just about music. It's not just about prayer. It's the whole package. And it's not easy, but it is completely worth it. It's completely worth it. Thanks so much for listening to Rebuilding from Pierce Point Community Church. We hope that today's podcast will help you become a more connected part of Christ's body. Remember to check out our website at piercepoint.org for more information.